Hello, I'm Pastor Draper of Maranatha Bible Church. And in light of the recent virus from China and looking at the devastating impact, displaced, despondent, in pain, in confusion, not knowing where to go, I want to preach a message entitled, Starting Over. This is a special message that you really don't want to miss. Because the reality of life is that sooner or later, all of us have to start over. After the death of a loved one, uh, not passing a course, a failed marriage, a bad decision, on and on it goes. Life will put us in position where we will have to start over. I will be preaching from Genesis chapter 7 and 8. Lessons and insights from the life of Noah. Genesis chapter 3, 12 through 13 also says, Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to me, be with me. She gave me of the tree and I ate. It's her fault. <laughs> Verse 13. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, Oh, it wasn't me, Lord. It was a serpent. That serpent deceived me, and I went on and just ate. Beloved, if you desire to have a successful year, then you must take personal responsibility for your own actions. All of us have failed God. Every one of us. I have time and time again. All of us have failed ourselves. Self-defeat is the worst kind of defeat because you don't learn your lessons. And we've all failed others. This is called life. You will have success and there will be some failures. It's called life. We have all sinned against God with our thoughts, with our deeds, with our words. We've all sinned against God in our lifestyle, in sexual immorality. We've sinned against God with our words, our tongue, our pride. We've sinned against God in our anger, in our unforgiveness, in our addictions, We've sinned against God in our rebellion and so much more. Many have also failed in a job interview. Get up. Some of you have failed. You didn't make the sports team. You, you, didn't, you didn't get the team. Somebody else beat you out at that position. Get up. Some of you didn't pass a major exam. Try again. Some of you failed at trying to obtain a certification. That doesn't define you. Some of you tried to qualify for a new home. Get your credit report right. Reposition yourself and go try to qualify again. Don't just say that's over. No, no, get up. Get up. Try again. Refuse to be defeated. Therefore, learn life lessons from your failures as well as from the failures of others. I learned many lessons from the failures of others. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Never rejoice in the calamity of others. Even if you think they deserved it. Now that's big. He just or she just got you. He, he should have known that was coming good for him. Now you be careful because you don't know what's heading your way. Don't you dare Rejoice in the calamities of others, 
even if you think they deserve it. Leave room for God to be judge. You just try to get your own life in order. Amen. Because if you learn from your failures, it will propel you to the next level in your life this year. Number six, integrity is so crucial. Integrity is so crucial for starting over. You won't have a good year if you lack integrity. Listen at this. Your skill set may get you to the top, but it will take integrity to keep you at the top. Did you get <laughs> somebody? Oh, I made it my degree. I'm 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 the head of a law firm, the accounting firm. I'm I'm the head doctor in charge. I'm the big time attorney. You can get there. But it takes integrity to keep you there. Proverbs 11, three says the integrity of the upright guides them, but the crooked of the treacherous destroys them. We are in the midst of an integrity crisis in our nation and world. The words of many people today do not mean anything. They will lie and deceive you with a straight face. They will almost they will also cheat. They will lie, they will steal, possess ill motive, they will scheme, manipulate to gain advantage over you to promote themselves. Psalms 25, 21 says, may integrity and uprightness preserve me for I wait for you. So many lost their integrity because of an inability to wait on God. Beloved, sin never works out. And it will hinder you from having a successful year. Number seven, possessing an unshakable, unwavering faith and confidence in Christ is the best way to start off a new year. Possessing a what? Unshakable, unwavering faith and confidence in Christ is the best way to start off a new year. Romans chapter four, verses 20 and 21 says, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Beloved, if you possess a a wavering faith, you will struggle. You will doubt the promises of God if you're wavering and you'll not glorify and please the Lord. Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. There is no adversity that comes into our lives that God cannot bring you through if you are resting and holding on to the promises of his word. Romans 4.28 says, yet he did not waver, didn't waver. Abraham didn't waver through unbelief regarding the promises of God. And in this passage of Noah that we read earlier, Noah was a man of faith in that he believed that God would judge the world through an unprecedented flood. Even though he had never seen rain, he believed God. He held on to the promises of God by faith. He obeyed and built the ark by faith. He built it to the exact uh, specifications as instructed by faith. My friends refused to waver, but rather 
live confidently by faith in the promises of God without doubting God. And God will bless your faith this year as well as your life. Number eight, many Christians are apprehensive about starting over because of a loss of spiritual perspective in the midst of adversity. Many Christians are apprehensive about starting over because of a loss of spiritual perspective in the midst of adversity. Colossians 3, 2 says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 16b, but we have the mind of Christ. You gain spiritual a spiritual perspective by asking the Lord what he is revealing to you through the crisis that intrude into your life. They're, they're not by accident. And when you go through any kind of a crisis, the question you need to be asking yourself is, Lord, what are you revealing to me in the midst of this crisis? Beloved, being able to see all of life through the lens of God's word will give you a spiritual perspective which ushers in calmness and and calmness and moves the fears. Noah kept a spiritual perspective. He continued to obey God's instructions and he refused to allow mockery and criticism from people to impede the work to which God had called him to do, which resulted in him in, in saving the human race and the animal kingdom. Can you see Noah out there 120 years preaching, preaching? And at the end of the day, only his family came aboard. Eight souls. That's all. Cities, neighborhoods, governments, only eight. Only eight. Listen, but he kept preaching. And it's more than eight of you out here. If you're just tuning in to the Maranatha broadcast, Pastor Draper is in the midst of a series entitled Starting Over. Only eight? Can't you see? No. Baron, here's the wood on the mule's back. And and, and here are the children. uh, Sham, uh, uh, Ham, Japheth, uh, uh, Sister Ham. Mrs. Japheth, I need you to go over here, pull this, get this rope here. Now I need all y'all to pull this. This thing is heavy over here. And can't you see the bus coming by, the tour bus? I'm using my sanctified imagination. Coming by uh, from from the city town down the street. And they park and say, won't y'all come out and take some self, some self pictures, some, some pictures of, of the ark. Take some pictures of it, you know. Go, uh, look, look at this crazy man out here. Now he's talking about it's gonna rain. Do, do y'all even know what rain is? And look how big this monstrosity is. You know, it's not even near anybody water. And this is this is the height of a crazy man. And they're can't you see him? But Noah just kept on this building. Kept a, he he didn't let mockery of people. Deter him. Name calling didn't define him. He just kept nailing, kept hammering, kept following instructions to God's exact specification. Then when, 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 when the building was over, 
the door and the bridge that come down said God moved on the animals and said come and animals started coming from the east west north and south they moved at the call of God you know God can talk to anybody elephants go to the ark <laughs> zebra go skunk you go and don't you stink up the place you know <laughs> Porcupines, you go and you better not let loose one needle. <laughs> oh, I can see a little pe- talking parakeet, maybe uh, in one of the houses of one of the unbelievers in that house. And he heard, he heard. I'm using my imagination now. You're not going to find it in the Bible. So don't, but, but this is my sanctified imagination. And oh, he, he heard the call of God, but he was in a cage and he couldn't get out. But he wanted to go. He started twiddling those the wings were flapping everywhere. All over the place. And the man the owner was wondering, what's wrong with that bird? The bird can't, can't he's just flapping all. He won't stop flapping. He won't eat. He won't stop flapping. You know, maybe let me get some water. And can you see the, uh, maybe the owner goes off? Oh, he left the cage open accidentally. And that bird shot out of there. Went straight to the ark. And he looked at Noah. Ah! I'm accounted for! And went on in. <laughs> went on in. <laughs> I'm a captain. I'm in here. God. 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 Shut the door. And when God shut the door, no man can open. And what God and whatever God opens, no man can shut him. And they stayed there. You know, that rain didn't come right away. It, it took a while for that rain to come. But when it started coming, all of a sudden, you had people. Oh, I remember that man we called crazy. See, God knows how to jog your memory. They call crazy. Uh, 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 it's raining. It's up to the knee. Can you see them? They got the galoshes on. They got the boots and they're running and they're beating. No, no, no. Let me in. Let me in. I like that song says, <laughs> you right. It was too late. A rap at the window, a knock at the door. They cried out, Noah. Why don't you take on more? Noah cried out. You're full of sin. God's got the key and you can't get in. Just listen to the rain all day, all night. Just listen. That rain and that water, that water lifted that ark up, up, up. Didn't need no steering wheel because God was the director and guided that ark through the torrential floods. I tell you, my people, don't you dare resist the voice of almighty God. He did not let the mockery of people stop him from the task at hand. Last but not the least, refuse to become so sensitive to your age that you restrict your potential for Christ in this season of your life. Refuse to 
to become so sensitive to your age that you restrict your potential for Christ in this season of your life. You are not too old to be greatly used by God. And you're not too young to be greatly used by God. Jeremiah 1, 4 through 8 says, Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nation. Before you were born, that's why we hate abortion. Before you were born, I, I ordained you. Then said I, Oh, Lord, God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all whom I send you and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. God uses the young and the old young folk out there. You're not too young for the devil to use you. and You're certainly not too young for God to use you. Here are some examples of young people who did not allow their age to stop them from accomplishing great things. Uh, Mahala Yousafzai is a Pakistani schoolgirl who defied threats of the Taliban to campaign for the right for girls to have an education. She survived being shot in the head by the Taliban and has become a global advocate for human rights women's rights and the rights to education. In 2013, she was awarded the International Children's Peace Prize and the Nobel Peace Prize a year later for her work. Then you have a young lady by the name of Ruby Bridges. She is an American civil rights activist who became the first black child to enter a previously all-white elementary school in Louisiana, symbolically breaking the color bar for segregation in the South. Ruby became persistent uh, uh, prejudice against prejudice and hostility, and she paved the way for integration in U.S. education. Then at the age of 15, you have Louis Braille, who was blind. Yeah, these young, young folk invented the Braille system of reading based on a battlefield code a soldier had told him about. He published his first book about the system at the age of 19. He later went on to add math and musical symbols. Here are some examples of people who accomplished great things when they were old because they did not use their age as an excuse to not do what God was calling them to do. You have Nelson Mandela was a revolutionary who did not see the fruits of his labor until much later in life in 1994 after spending 26 years in prison. And when he was almost 76 years old, Mandela was elected president of South Africa in the first election that was open to all races in that country's history. In 1979, at the age of 69, Mother Teresa received the Nobel Peace Prize for her work with the poor in Calcutta, India. 
The great Spanish painter Pablo Picasso produced some of his greatest works at the age of 90 years old. Arthur Rubinstein, the great Polish-American pianist, gave one of his greatest recitals at the age of 89. My friend, are you bearing fruit in this season of your life? Refuse to allow yourself to become stale, dry, and unproductive. Psalms 92.14 says, they shall bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. According to Genesis 7.6, Noah was almost 500 years old. That's old. When he started building the ark and was 600 years old when the floodwaters came, this shows that you are not too old to be mightily used of God. Genesis chapter 7 verse 5 says, and Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was productive in his old age. At the age of 600, Noah entered the ark that God helped him build. His faithfulness and fruitfulness saved the human race as well as the animal kingdom. In Exodus chapter 3, God called Moses at the ripe old age of 80. In Joshua 14, 12, Caleb at age 85 said, give me this mountain. Therefore, refuse to believe the lie of Satan that you are too old to be used by God. Psalms 92, 14 says they shall still be fresh. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Beloved, you cannot expect to have a great year apart from Christ. Because in John 15, 5b, it says, for without me, you can do nothing. Regardless of whatever age you are, you are ripe to be used by God this year. It is not over until you cross the finish line into the presence of the Lord. Therefore, expect him to do great things for you this year and go for it. And all God's children say it. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I give you the glory for this message. It challenged all of our hearts. We've seen what you have done through the young and the old and biblical characters and non-biblical characters. We've seen how the faithfulness of Noah saved a human race in the animal kingdom and he did not allow mockery and ugly words to impede the work of God to which he was called. Father, you brought a number of persons here today who are not here by accident to hear this word because you want them to start over. Some have to start over after a divorce. Some have to start over after drugs and alcohol. Some have to start over after health conditions. Some have to start over after incalculable losses. Wherever they are in life, you are enough for them. And you are able to pick up the broken pieces, the shattered dreams, and put their lives back together again if they come to Christ just like they are and surrender to him on his terms. Lord, 
there's someone here who does not belong to a church and they need to start over this year with a church home. And even more importantly, someone here is attempting to start over this year, but they don't even have you in their life to start over with. And they need a personal relationship with you. Trusting you alone as the God of their salvation, who alone can save them from their sins. I pray they not sit and be content with an excuse which could damn their souls to hell. But they say enough of that stuff. I'm coming home to Jesus right now. I heard enough to make up my mind. And today is a brand new day. That same faith that Noah had, that Abraham had, I have now to embrace Jesus and start over for the sake of my wife, my husband, my children, my grandchildren, so people can see Christ in me, the hope of glory. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. You here today, God spoke to you. The only way your soul is going to be anchored is that you have to be in Christ. And if you're not rooted and anchored in Christ, you'll be blown away by the headwinds of this culture. You know why you keep coming back? It's because God is speaking to you like he spoke to the animals. But will you be like the animals and come into the ark of safety today? Or will you stay out and be swept away by the raging tide of this culture and world system. It's your choice. No one can make you come. You have to, it is an act of your own will to obey God or reject God, but the consequences are severe should you die without Christ. And where is death? Could be closer than you think. You come to Jesus. As Pastor Rander concludes this message, let us commit ourselves to the fruit of the Spirit as given to us in the Word of God. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Let us commit ourselves to giving our best service to God in all that we do. For when we give God's way, as His Word tells us, we will receive in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. If you enjoy this kind of Bible teaching, please join Pastor Rander at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas.